Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Emily Smith, career embodiment coach and author at Guide to Wholeness. And this is a bonus episode in between our normal bi-weekly episodes that come out on Wednesdays. And I share a reading from my book in this episode to give you a sneak peek. It's actually an excerpt that I read for a podcast I was recently interviewed for called the Mental Breakthrough Podcast with Marianne Samrith. So check that out. And I'm going to share it here with you so you can get a sneak peek of my book and I really hope you enjoy it. So the book is available anywhere you get books, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles online. And if you'd like to see the book at a local bookstore, you can ask them and that can happen too. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe if you haven't already and hope you enjoy this episode. And I'm going to read an excerpt from my book, Wholeness Within, Insights from One Woman's Journey of Creating a Life and Career in Alignment. This will be from chapter six called The Toxic Cocktail, page 66. I felt I was rarely in an environment where I could be myself. At home, we didn't talk about emotions and I felt like I blended into the family identity rather than having my own. I tried my hardest to fit into my surroundings and become just like my peers. That constant undercurrent of anxiety from the cancer treatments stayed with me from childhood on and combined with the stressors of living with a parent addicted to alcohol, somehow alcohol seemed the easiest soothing support. It was what I knew. So I drank initially with my high school friends to drive away all those inhibitions I had while sober. At first, as usually happens with addiction, my use of alcohol wasn't a big deal. I was having fun just by the mere act of drinking. It felt rebellious. Drinking was the way to fit in and let loose. I didn't see how dangerous it was because we're not shown that side of alcohol through society's marketing. In middle school, we had the D.A.R.E. program which leaned heavily toward promoting complete abstinence from drugs and alcohol rather than tips for safe use. I took it seriously at the time, but when all my peers started drinking, that learning became a distant memory, comical even. Knowing that my dad had an issue with alcohol just made me more susceptible to going overboard. My therapist later told me I was genetically predisposed and I learned about drinking from watching my dad. It was inevitable. I also went to a high school where heavy drinking was the norm, although that should not have been an excuse. Kids were getting their stomachs pumped after drinking at school events, and even then, all the possible complications that could arise from alcohol abuse still seemed too far away to affect me. That was them, not me. Drinking was also a way to pass the time. At first, I didn't drink too often, maybe a couple of times a month at most, But when I did, it was a night of hard drinking with vodka, endless beers, or tequila. This was how my habit of drinking in excess began. Since the opportunities were far few between, I made the most of them. This habit carried on throughout university and only grew more dangerous over time. 
As an adult, I now recognize there were many disturbing scenarios I saw on TV that were normalized for me at the age of 14. Girls were sexually assaulted by their male friends while under the influence of alcohol. Hello, first episode of Gossip Girl. And then the girls continued to be friends with them afterward. Or they were dropped off by their friends outside their home, drunk and blacked out, left at the front door, as shown in the OC, which, unsurprisingly, would happen later to me too. It was uncanny how some of these scenarios played out in my life. One might say that's just what teenagers do, but I wonder how different it would have been for me if the popular shows at that time had been a more positive influence, showing young people being creative, following their passions, and making a difference in the world, instead of giving influential programming for the exact opposite, when young people's brains are still developing. What we watch on TV and in movies makes an impression on us and influences our behaviors, both positively and negatively, in the same way that our home lives and social lives do. And the forbidden aspect of drinking made me want it even more. Tied together with the insecurities I felt and the pain I experienced in my own home, the glamorization of alcohol served as the perfect setup for my own addiction to be born. I had a low sense of self-worth from not feeling seen at home and based my worth on being chosen by my friends or by boys. I also placed a lot of stock in how I looked. I spent hours straightening my hair to oblivion, applying way too much self-tanner, and shopping for outfits at the mall to look my best. My thirst for alcohol only grew, and I had the freedom to experience it without repercussions at university. But the truth was that I had been using it for so long by then, that I had developed a pattern of seeking an outside substance to quell the discomfort of being myself.